Yeah, something. Yeah, something. Now, hey, hey tell, tell me this. Do you have uh, earplugs? Huh? You have earplugs? I mean, do you have an earplug or something like that? Because I'm getting an echo from you. Oh, okay. Now I got it. Just, just keep talking. Yeah. Okay, now now we have uh, George on, and, and we're going to start in a little bit soon as we get some earplugs so we can cut out the, the echo. But uh, we're going to start in just a few minutes with uh, our program. And this is the first show of our program, which is why we've had a few technical difficulties. But please hang in there. Continue to watch. And I uh, guarantee you sort of an entertaining program as we start this series. Uh, And uh, just need him to, if he has some earplugs, to put those on so we won't get the echo that I'm getting on this end. I learned that from previous thing. Hello, Mildred Green. How you doing? Thanks for watching. And Denise Hallison, thank you for watching. You're, you're a faithful watcher. You're always there. And I appreciate that. And, okay, George, can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. And that's, that's better because... Because that cuts out the echo on my end. I was hearing the echo from you. But let me go ahead and, and start this thing now. Welcome everybody to the Slim Nation. And this is Slim Talk with a new series we're starting here called Draining the Swamp with George Taylor. And I, I don't know how many of you know George Taylor, but George Taylor uh, is a play on words because his nickname all through the years has been Swamp. And you heard this thing from our pre- last president. He wanted to drain the swamp. But I'm using it as a part of, you know, two men talking to uh, people that have known each other for over almost 50 years and talking about different issues um, uh, and sort of draining the swamp. And so he's swamp, but his real name is George Taylor. That's why we got the name Draining the Swamp with George Taylor. And we just wanted to start a little series and, and involve people that are watching, uh, uh, like I said, about two men just uh, talking about different issues. And uh, good morning, Swamp. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Before we get started, I want to know how much I'm getting paid. How much you getting paid? Uh, let's let's see how many people watch. <laughs> if we get enough people to watch, then the check is in the mail, my brother. <laughs> Y'all come on, get on. Wake them up. <laughs> up. Get them on here. But anyway, uh, we got the uh, George here, and George and I uh, are from that great class of 1972. I see Norcom, and, and we graduated together, and kind of knew each other a little bit from uh, before that. He grew up in Douglas Park, me growing up in Katy Heights, Truxton area, and a lot of we kind of interchanged in our neighborhoods because we went over there to play basketball, and sometimes they came over here, and we ran them back to Douglas Park. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that, that was just the neighborhood things back then. And uh, But we, we wanted to start this series. And, uh, George, I thank you for agreeing to do this. Uh, I think it's important that, uh, that we get together and talk about things, some things comical, and some things are serious that we need to talk about. But 
But we'll start out talking a little bit about about Ossie Norcom and those that might be watching are familiar and, and people that want to know why we're so proud about Ossie Norcom. What do you think what do you think it is about people that walk those halls of Ossie Norcom and why? And it's not arrogance, it's just pride that we have in the school that we went to. I'm a little, we started a little early because I ain't had time to get my fish sticks. So, you know, <laughs> that's what kept us going, them fish sticks. Yeah, but it's not Friday, so you fish shouldn't be, you, it's not Friday, so you shouldn't be hey, worried about fish people, sticks yet. <laughs> not this early, but yeah, that was a, so used to them. I don't even know if they're even doing that now. They're not still doing that uh, every Friday. No. But it was no. every Friday. You knew what you were going to get. That. You knew what you are going to get on it's Friday. Fish sticks. You skip school to eat on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't go to class to came to school. Yeah. You might have missed That's, it. That was the That probably was the most of yeah. uh, uh, the best attended day at school. And uh yeah. on Fridays. Even if you didn't yeah. You probably had some Even people if you came up. You're right, probably had some people that walked in there. <laughs> So, yeah, so you, I know. you said the pride was uh, because you know it's it's a thing coming up now, and I guess the people, your minor uh, alumni are trying to uh, change that name of Wilson uh, back to minor. So it's an effort by some of the alumni now, and I'm gonna have one of the ladies on the radio program to talk about that. They feel like they were kind of robbed because minor was there. I, I guess I don't know how many years before they changed it to Wilson but those people feel just like some of us greyhounds feel that you know when they were there and they were minor mustangs that it was just as much pride that they had and then felt robbed when the name was just taken away from them they, they, they could have at least done Wilson minor you know when they combined the schools but they just eliminated minor and, and brought in the Wilson thing and and I'm a, I'm gonna support them as much as I can because I, I I feel where they're coming from, and and it's the thing about now the reason it's coming up because Woodrow Wilson was a uh, was a racist president and he he's a target now to, to taking his name off off different schools. How you feel about well, these? Go ahead. First of all, as we grew up. What what wasn't racist? So we we didn't even look at it like that because we already knew everything was racist. But it's a brand new school. They should have left if they was gonna do away with Wilson. They should have just done away with Wilson. Right. And left Manor as it was because yes. it was brand new. It had its own identity. So they should have kept that and just phased out Wilson. But again, you see what played in that. Yeah. The same thing we were talking about the old time played that role for them to change that to that. They just didn't want to let that man name go. So they did have a problem. So I think they should have protested about it and try to get it back to Mount High School. Either Mount Wilson, like you said. Yeah, I, I uh, think. Wilson. Yeah, I think. Mustangs, the, yeah, I think what's, what's going on. The only thing they did, I think they named one of the baseball fields uh, Mustang Field or something like that. But. But all the other things, you know, the colors and everything changed to Wilson. And the timing is right now because, 
Yeah, you know the Wilson colors and and Mount, Manor had different colors. They, but they took all that, you know, and uh, I think the timing is right because throughout the country and throughout the world, they, they they're addressing these things about these racist people that schools and everything are named after. So. Uh, they might get more support than they did because their alumni tried before. I remember seeing them down City Hall trying to get that name back or compromise, at least add it to Wilson, and which I think would have been the best thing to do. You know, you just can't. And, you know, like like when they tried to do that to Norcom, I mean, uh, but they were messing with the wrong school. <laughs> it was just, yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, too yeah. many alumni. It was just too many alumni in the city of Portsmouth. But look, could that on on uh on some type of ballot like they like they do for the uh, city council? They vote for everything. Couldn't couldn't they put that on there so everybody in Portsmouth had an opportunity to vote for that? Yeah, but I think it's it's gonna come down that that won't even get to city council. That's gonna be a school board uh, decision. And what they're doing now is, is collecting. Uh, uh, they got a petition going around collecting signatures to present to the school board and the more signatures they have, you know, the better chance they have of uh, being successful one way or another. I, I think they would rather have it all minor, but I think if a compromise came and kept Wilson, but you know, Wilson minor or minor Wilson and, and sort of share some of that legacy they got, because they feel like they have a legacy there. And the lady, the people that are leading this thing got all kinds of pictures and everything and memories so hopefully what they're trying to do and when we bring them on the show that it will uh you know help them get some support from alumni and people like us from other schools because uh, especially Narcom Knights because we understand kind of understand how they feel about you know what they went through when they were there and they felt that sense of pride and, and it was a big competition between Mana and Narcom during those days you know I know the first time Narcom played them in a basketball game, it was 1972. Yeah. And uh, that was the first time I had ever been to a school that had a rubber floor. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, so they're much newer than what, what Wilson was, so they should be able to keep their uh, their namesake. But I don't know. But then you got a lot of people, alumni. You got a lot of Wilson alumni. A lot of Wilson alumni. Even, they go- may have. Go ahead. They may have been unhappy going there, but they alumni. Yeah. Some of them don't mind if it changes or not. Yeah. You know. Well, at least some of football and basketball and baseball anyway. Yeah. Some of the black alumni I know uh, don't have a problem with it, but you know how far That's Wilson right. how far Wilson goes back back to the fifties, so. You might get some some of the some of the white when it was all white. Some of them that might disagree, but that's where the compromise might come in. You know, having both names up there. But uh, I'm sure. And then you know you have to change all the colors and everything like that. So that's something they're gonna have to work out. But you know we can stand back in the back and and, and support them. But but uh, that's gonna be a big issue. You'll you'll start hearing more about that pretty soon. Well, we don't have that problem. No, no, and we never will. <laughs> we don't have that problem. We never will have that problem. And talking about talking about draining the swamp. Yeah, talking about draining the swamp, and uh, and and I talk often about people that 
grew up in, in Portsmouth, went to Portsmouth schools and everything, but live in a different city now, still have that concern about what goes on in Portsmouth, sometimes more than what goes on in the city they live in, because, you know, you spent most of your time there, and plus we always in the news anyway <laughs> about certain things. So, and, and I think you're one of those people that, that really keep up and, and concerned about what goes on in Portsmouth, even though you longtime resident of Chesapeake now. Well, what are some of your feelings about, you know, especially you've seen a whole lot of politically up and downs where we've had black uh, majority on the council before and lost that and different issues. And seem like now we're kind of spinning our wheels and election coming up now. We have a lot of people running for a few seats. How, how do you, being in Chesapeake all these years now, and I know you're concerned, how do you feel about what's going on or any advice or anything? <laughs> well, just your general comments well, about what's going on in your formal city. Well, well, first of all, when you watch The Wizard of Oz, when doctors say, ain't no place like home. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. That's, re that's as real as it can be. So when I, when I watch and listen to what's going on, I get a mixed feeling because I can't participate. Yeah. And it bothers me when I can't participate because I see some things like, like right now, we got a city council. You get people, I mean, people get ready to run for mayor. And now we got, well, y'all, I say we. I'm sorry if I say we. Yeah, go ahead and say we because a lot, of, a lot of people that don't live anymore still feel we, that way. running for mayor that they should get together and just get one. My problem with that, that's going to split the vote time. So what you what they what they trying to obtain, they're not going to be able to obtain it because if, just say, if, if, if I'm going to use this, like Rose not going to run again, but if Roe decides to run again, when you got three people splitting the votes, Roe can still ease on in there with all the votes. And I just don't understand why we just can't get together. We, we keep bickering. We still bickering among ourselves. School board, everything. So that's just my feelings when I be watching it. I just get mixed feelings that we need to come together a little bit more better to uh, to beat this system. Because it's a system. Every, 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 from, from my point of view, from Chesapeake, every black official that Portsmouth get, boy, they try to find something to get him out, out to boot him out. I don't care what it is. But the problem is with them booting them out is the people that's sitting on the sideline. They can't boot you nowhere if everybody in Portsmouth do what they're supposed to do. And when I say everybody in Portsmouth, I use the word us. Mm -hmm. Us. Black if folks. Black folks. They couldn't boot they couldn't boot us out if they tried. But no, they'll sit on the sideline and talk. And it hurts me so bad when I see things happen in Portland because I don't care everywhere I go when somebody asks me where I'm from, even though I stay in Chesapeake, I say Portland. <laughs> you know, that's, that's home. That's always going to be home. And then, then they say, well, well, I ain't never heard that. I said, well, you ever heard of Norfolk? They said, yeah, well, it's right beside Norfolk. <laughs> but I always speak 
off nowhere. And it and it's because right now if you ask me, and then I'm being honest, if you ask me right now who running for something in Chesapeake, I can't tell you. Mm. But you ask me who running in Portsmouth. I can tell you everything I need to know. I even attend some of the Portsmouth functions. Mm-hmm. Like I can, like I got a voice. Well, I don't have a voice because I don't stay there. But I try to talk to people to get that, to get my voice through. Still, Portsmouth people. But everybody got their mind made up. But it's 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 gonna be rough if we don't just get together and stop splitting up each other. In Portsmouth is what we do. And. All make it make the make the room easier for everybody else just to walk in. Yeah. Sad to say, but and, and everybody know what it is. Ninety nine point nine. So <laughs> we can win. We can do anything we want if we just come together like we're supposed to. And I see a lot of females, black females, with more positive strength out there talking to help Portsmouth, then I do see a lot of guys, other yeah. males. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. You're exactly right back there. And and one of the things you, you said, uh, and put your camera down so we can see more of your face, but in, anyway, one of the things that, uh, the reason for this draining of the swamp with George Taylor is, is you kind of represent one of the people that used to live here, but live outside the city. And you say you feel helpless, but this is one of the reasons to give you voice coming from someone that grew up here, but seeing it from the outside in. And a lot of times when when those people like yourself have an opportunity to to talk about it, you never know who you might influence within the city that might not see it like you see it from the outside. So this is one of the reasons for a show like this. And you mentioned it about you see the women involved more than the men. But uh, you can, history shows us way back there, and they didn't get the credit. You go back to Martin Luther King days in the 50s and the 60s, there were always women that were the backbones of all those movements. But you, you only heard about the men. You, you're starting to hear about these ladies now because people, historians, historians and people that study in that, that era are bringing up these ladies and giving them their props. So it's always been that way. We just never really recognized them for what they were doing because, and and, uh, I always say women are much stronger than men because if men were uh, in a position to have babies, the world would stop existing because (laughs) we couldn't go through that, you know, that that childbirth thing. But anyway. Don't say that wrong. I got to go back in the house. I don't want uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. They, they, uh, don't say they think stronger than me. Hair start oh, getting me, big. You get, get, get me pumped out. <laughs> I don't want to get pumped out the rest of the day. Okay, well, I, I, I've said it, and I'll yeah, let, it, let it pass and hope that that part she didn't see. But anyway, but uh, like I said, that's the reason, man, for, for doing this and, and getting your opinions on this. And I run into so many people that live in other cities. Uh, a lot of our classmates live in other cities. But they have the same concerns about, about Portsmouth like you do. And I feel like it's good, even though you can't vote, it's still good to give those people like yourself a voice in order to express your opinion. Because I know it's frustrating to sit back and say, man, but all those points you brought up are, are certainly uh, valid because, you know, that's what happens. A lot of times when the people start running, 
you know, and, and I'll just be be frank. We got a, a lot of blacks that, that run, and a lot of times they wait for us to commit, and they say, oh, okay, look how many running, and then they'll jump in the race because they know we're splitting our vote, and it gives them a, a, a more chance. And But, you know, you can't, I mean, on the other hand, you can't deny somebody for, from running. Uh, times oh, yeah. are different now. It was a time when, when everybody, we would get together and try to figure out who would be the best candidate and say, okay, this is your time. But uh, the generation now sees that different. They see it as, uh, you know, maybe uh, the older generation trying to dictate to them who should run and who should not run. And it's not quite like that. It's just trying to figure out who would be the best person to run and then we can put all our energy behind that person and make sure we have proper representation. This way we could lose and not have the, you know, because it's like, Portsmouth is like 54% black, African-American. And it's important that we have the proper representation on council. But if we're not careful, we won't. But, you know, at this point now, I don't think anybody's going to drop out and, and they have a right to run. Only thing we can do, and what I try to do on my radio program is give everybody the opportunity to come up there and state their platform, and uh, hopefully all the cream rises to the top, you know, and, and give the voters a chance to see for themselves, you know, and then vet the candidates and make proper choices and not split our votes too much. Just just make sure they vet them enough to make sure that they put the right person in there. But well, it is... Well, go, that's going to happen. When I walk through Portsmouth and I talk to some of the, I'm a, I'll, I'll put it this way, when I talk to some of the quote-unquote people that carry a little weight, each one of them, each one I've talked to riding a different ticket. So yeah. that's telling me right there, that's telling me right there, Portsmouth going to have a problem with that right there. Yeah, yeah, and you're if, right. Everybody has a, everybody has a, a following. And, and and it doesn't take but doesn't take but one vote for you to lose. That's exactly. And e- even that's somebody exactly. that's not known at all, you gonna have a hundred or two hundred family members that's gonna <laughs> support you right off the bat, and then if, and then they go out and talk. So uh, that's why uh, you know sometimes we and then we end up with with uh, sometimes we end up with people that don't quite represent uh, us as well. And and it's nothing wrong. Some people, you know, you can represent the whole city and still have uh, your community, the African-American community in mind, because there's some issues in the community that need to be addressed, and they're not going to be addressed unless you have some representation on that council. And some people say, we don't want to put people up there that are, have a one-track mind and just thinking about one race. And that's not it. They think about the whole city, but you still need somebody up there that's going to bring up issues that normally won't come up if you don't have those people on council. And, and there's nothing wrong with representing your community. You don't have to shy away from that if you're up there thinking that um, you're not serving the whole city. You can do this. You can serve the whole city. Let me tell you, when, uh, and, and when Whitaker was up there, a lot of people had issues with him. But all they really saw was when he was really talking up for the black community. But they didn't see all those other votes that he was making and talking about that involved the whole city. 
they just focused in on, on when he was talking about the black community and labeled him. That's all he was concerned about. But if you really paid attention to what was going on, he was involved in everything. But they only highlighted him when he was uh, really vocal about making sure we got minority contracts and things like that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, man. I love Portman so much till I just get. I even thought about. Yeah. I thought about one time just moving back out, of, moving back into Portman, but uh, I, I spent so much money at this one spot. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, but like, that's, like I said, that's how you, much I love Portman. You can you can still be involved. Man. It's a lot of people that uh, work for people that they want that they think would be a good representation and, and don't live in the city. But they'll be out there on the polls working for that person. Or like like I said, I go back to what you, you know, as this show progresses, and, and I want to let the audience know we're going to keep on doing this and we're going to get better at it uh, as far as our presentation with the video and everything like that. But this is not a one-time thing. This is something that uh, George and I, uh, discuss a little bit and we'll discuss more that we want to continue to do don't know if we're going to do it every week or every other week or once a month or just uh, let you know when we're coming on to talk about issues like this and I always wanted to get somebody from another city that still love the city and get their opinions about it because most people feel the same and this is this is your way to contribute and you know and don't I, I see you got that Raiders hat on so uh you got to change it to Las Vegas oh. now. Bro. <laughs> That's all, well, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of afraid with that too, because they're going to take them young boys out there with all that money and send it. <laughs> so we'll see. Be in the casino every night after every game. We might not have <laughs> We might not have team for the middle of the season. Yeah. Trying to find them. Who knows? But you know, when you got people like, take me, when you say people that help them, Take me, I have been uh, participated in different people's campaigns. Mm -hmm. But still at the end, no matter how much I participated on that day to, to really make the decision, I couldn't make no decision. In other words, no matter how much I walked out there with you with a sign or just say you lost by one vote, mm -hmm. I did all that work and that, that one vote could have been mine. But, but I worked all that time. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. But that's a hurting feeling. Yeah. And you said if if he lost by one vote, wow, if I was living here, I could that could have been <laughs> my vote. Yeah. Exactly. But you know that that's that's the that political that's the political game, you know, we have to play. But still, you know, uh that help that you did walking out with that person really helped. And it might not have been that person's time and, and sometimes because I've been in work for people that won, that lost, and it's really frustrating when they lose because you really put in some some energy and time trying to get that person in. And it's going to be kind of different this year because they can't get out there like they normally do. Uh, we have people that come on my show and then they're going to have some virtual forms where they'll be on Zoom uh, where they get two minutes to answer a question or something like that. And it's good that they get the exposure, but the thing is, in order for voters to really vet the candidates, especially we got a lot of candidates that are new and young that people don't know. And you never know, they might be good candidates, but if you don't get the information about them, 
and, and get a chance to really see them in different times, you don't know if that person is, is good or not. You know, you, you can't write them off because they're a young man or, or woman because they might be ready. But if you don't get the information about them, you know, you don't know. And you know people, if you work the pose, you know people walk up that day still undecided. <laughs> Who did I vote for? You know, I don't care how much information you put out there. So that's why it's important to have those people out there to pose for those people that still haven't made up their mind. But it's going to be a lot of people out there in the polls because you got 10 people running for city council and 10 people running for uh, school board. But it's more seats for school board, five seats. But city council, you got 10 people running for three seats that are already filled by incumbents. So you're going to have to upseat those two incumbents to get those seats. So, I don't know. I got a problem with some. I got a problem with something that you just said. Another another problem I got too, and and I maybe just me. Mm -hmm. Even even with the city council, everything and don't I hope nobody that's listening don't take this as a disrespect, but everything up there is old. They old, and you you gotta understand. And I'm gonna use this right here. My grandson math is different from my math. Mm -hmm. When I get ready to have him do his homework, I can't sometimes just to look at it. His math it, it turns me off because I can't understand it. So when you got these older people on the chair and nobody's pushing a younger kid to start then we're going to always be in an old generation. Why do I get push some of these young kids to help get this started? Because you can't, they can't relate. We can honestly, now you know and I know, we can't relate professionally to these young kids like we should. The younger, the newer, younger voters, we can, we can talk all day long. And that's why a, a lot of the young voters don't vote. They actually don't vote because there's nothing that nobody talking to them that they can relate to them. Yeah. And we don't try to push these young kids. Yeah. You know, we gotta try to push them. But the old ones, the old ones won't get out the way. They wanna stay there until they dry rot. And you can't do that. You need to they need to start <laughs> letting these young kids how they gonna learn. Yeah. You know, that's just my opinion about it. Yeah, and, and you're you're exactly and, and right. As long as you do that, we still um, you're exactly right because sometimes when you when you look up there and you see everybody that's uh, from the ba baby boomer era, baby boomer area era, you know, you say, well, you need some more younger energy, and there's nothing wrong with the uh, one thing about it when when it comes down to politics, sometimes you got that separation. You got the older uh, uh, group like you and I, and even some older that can that can uh, offer a lot of wisdom and experience. And then you got the younger group that have the energy and the creativity to come up with things that we hadn't thought about. If we could come together, that's a good combination. Exactly. You know, if we listen to each other. Some, we got some older people that don't want to listen to young people. They don't think they know enough. And technology has exactly. brought them along further, quicker than, than it was when we were coming along. You know, you see a lot of uh, young people now in high school talking like we talking now about politics. 
we weren't talking politics in high school. That's right. We were singing Shalite songs, and no. uh, <laughs> even in the classroom, we were singing. Remember the speech class we had with Mr. Williams? <laughs> and, and, and then we had a class, George and I had a class together, homemaking, home economics. And half the class was basketball players. <laughs> Giant was in there. Don't make me go get my apron. Yeah. Yeah, George made an apron. I, I don't know what happened to mine. I probably didn't make one. I don't know. I wasn't into the sewing. I wanted to cook. I still But it looked like a pocket hazer now. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. It, it, it was big when I made it. <laughs> but that, um, we go back and forth to the school oh, thing, man. but that that was just show you how much fun we have and we were we weren't thinking too much about politics but a lot of the young kids in high school now you know are, are, are talking politics you know I, I think you can say ray in our senior year get started he and uh, Dolores overton started getting into politics because she even ran for city council but it wasn't wasn't a normal thing that we talked about i think you went to your deck yeah so, yeah. So, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, so, all right. Uh-oh. I'm back. So, you know, that's one of those things. And, and you're right. I guess you look up there and see maybe it should be some term limits. Nobody should be. Once you've been up there a while and you keep going up there, I think your, your effectiveness kind of goes down. You know, just like uh, some boards and commission, they have, you can be on their two terms, like planning commission, which I was on, you can be on their two terms. But if you have somebody on the planning commission that's on there 20 years, after a while, their effectiveness, that's why they have two terms and you have to come off, or one term, and then they bring somebody new with fresh ideas. And maybe it should be like that with the council. You know, I, I don't know, you know, give them at least two terms or maybe three, and then, you know, Open it up for somebody else to come on. But uh, I guess there's an argument for that. You need some wisdom up there, but you don't need everybody up there that's been up there a long time. But you can pass wisdom on. Yeah, yeah. You can pass wisdom, and sometimes it's better. You know, I, I enjoy not being as involved as I used to be. That's why I'm more into sharing information than getting out there and knocking on doors and hitting the street. I've done all that. So I can share that kind of information now and sit back and let the young folks. Right. And hopefully, and you help prepare them. And But if they, they feel like we're not supporting them, they're not going to come to us for that wisdom. They're they going to feel like they can go out there. Yeah. And sometimes they get up there and they don't have that wisdom or they're not prepared for some of the things that might come at them. You know, uh, right. it, it makes it hard for them. You know, damn, if I, if I had known it was this way, I would have been prepared for that, but and that's where the wisdom that we pass on comes. So maybe one day we'll get it together to the point we, we where you know we'll make sure our representation is is good enough to reflect the population of, of Portsmouth. You know, we got a lot of issues in our own neighborhoods that need to be addressed, and not every well, year. And don't you come. Say one day, I hope it hurry up. Yeah, it got to happen before hey, we. Because our numbers is pushing on away, you know. And I'm yeah. Not, not saying it's gonna come in the, in the mall, but our numbers ain't the same as it was. And I'd like to at least know that Portsmouth is in good hands. 
least my kids or my grandkids got to grow up or something like that. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it comes down. You just need, need people that run to have an, their agenda is basically focused on the city and what, what they can do for the city. And because we don't need you coming in our neighborhoods just when you're running. You need to be out there coming to us and finding out what's going on in our neighborhoods the whole year round. Or in our churches, right at, right when you're running, then you show up, you know. And that's always yeah. that's always been a problem with me. Uh, you know, people's just showing up when they when they running and making all these promises, then you don't see them again until four years later when they're running again. Or they might show up for for a ceremonial thing in your neighborhood where they take photo ops and pictures with people and say, yeah, I'm with the president of uh, Wilson Ward. Here I am with the president of uh, Churchland, specifically. And then that's the only time you come out there. And you have to have people concerned enough to come out there when nothing's happening and there's no cameras. You know, that's how you know if somebody's sincere. They come out there not looking. Right, they're not looking for... uh, photo ops or they just coming out there to do the work of the people so I didn't mean for us to didn't mean for us to get on politics today I thought it was going to be more about knocking but it's kind of hard to to avoid the politics kind of hard to I enjoyed that part really yeah yeah and I'm glad you gave now we're getting back to the other part now uh it is a just to be a greyhound means a lot too now. And yeah. I've been to so many cities, but nobody talks about their school like the greyhound. No, know? no. I, I, that might have been a college. We learned. We were prepared for life when we left greyhound. Yeah. Yeah. Prepared for, and, and, and we always talked about the teachers that we had made sure. And, and you wouldn't go in there without your homework or not prepared, you know, because you knew what to expect from those teachers. You know, certain teachers. You know. I'm not telling that story. I'm not telling you. We did Leroy Webb like that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to make a speech aimed down. <laughs> get up. I, I said certain Never teachers, that, and he let us get away with it, but uh, because we get up there yeah, and yeah, tell jokes yeah, yeah. Uh, on the speech. And I, I can't even remember uh, how we got out of there because I, uh, I think we, we must have did enough to get out of there, but... You know, I, I think that was one of those classes we, we, we took serious, but we didn't. Because I think we laughed more in that class than we learned. Uh, and I'm not going to say we didn't learn anything because I, I want to well, give Leroy Williams credit because he did teach, but he, he got us up there. I think. No, oh, no. I learned. Just getting up there, be able to get up in front of people and, and speak. That was the main thing about it, even though we got up there and, and told talk, jokes. And talk in front of people. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I learned. Come on. I learned how to talk in front of people. Yeah. But as you know, that was the boycott. So we didn't go to classes that much till basically after the Christmas holidays. So we did a lot to uh, to prepare to graduate because we was always boycotting there. Oh, well, some of uh, yeah. I, I could only do special days. That was my main hit me. You yeah. Know? yeah, that first part Obviously, of the day. Boy, but I, I remember the, the first yeah. day of the boycott. Uh, my dad let me boycott because he said, okay, yeah, you can boycott. And I thought I was going to be out a few days. The next day, <laughs> he said, no, son, you're a senior. And he, he walked me back in school. I said, man, and, and everybody was standing on the other side of the street. 
and my dad walking me back into school. I said, but then when I got into school, it was a lot of people back in there. <laughs> a lot of people that, that came back that their parents probably said, but I don't think too many people parents walked them back to school. But he made sure because I guess he thought I might go there and go stand in the uh, boycott land and not go into class, but he walked me back in there. And that was embarrassing, but you know, you know, later on you kind of appreciate that because, but but nobody, not yeah, too many people, understood. not too many people that didn't know. Uh, oh, let me. Not too many people that boycotted. Uh, they still graduated. I think some had to go to night school, but they still graduated, or a lot of them still march with us. I remember Sweet Wolf, right. David Simmons, uh, Dawu, he, he marched with us, and I know he didn't come back. I think he had to finish in night school. But when it came for us graduating, he marched with us. Well, I thought I thought it was something they didn't let come back in during the day. It, yeah, well, so and he, I think he was one of them. He was one of them. Them to come back. He was one of them because he was the leader, you know, so, and it was probably was some other ones, but I, I think they let him go to night school and finish up there, you know, because he pretty much had everything they by did. that senior they year. But he, he definitely marched with us. But they made them spend money. Hey, Delores. Yeah. Delores Hines, your classmate, is watching. I think she just came yeah. on here. Huh? Did he march with us? Yeah, yeah, he did. He marched. Oh, okay. I, I remember that uh, for sure. Oh, okay. And he even went to uh, Nags Head with us on the bus. So, because <laughs> he was on he was on our bus. Man, that, that's the craziest thing we ever. Now you, you remember Tommy Pope? Yeah. You remember Tommy Pope? Yeah, I do. Tommy Pope had a little, 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 little minute. He put that under the bottom of the bus. And when the bus got the nags head, he get off, the, he get the minute bus, little, little minute bike from under the bus. I mean, this thing won't even, won't even 18 inches high. And he drove it all the way back to Portsmouth. <laughs> I couldn't understand it, man. Yeah, well, then why did he do that? I mean, why did he just, why he take it in the first place? But anyway, that must have been a hard ride, but, uh, Oops. Sorry, lost the broadcast there for a second. Well, I don't know. He probably had to stop a few times because it couldn't have held too much. Yeah. Yep. Hey, but, I, I see we got one of my one of my friends just just joined in. The one the one that go out of town in Suffolk a lot. In, in Suffolk a lot, Miss Duncan Hines. Yeah. Yeah. She said good morning, guys. How you doing? And we're going to put this on, on our class uh, page uh, once we finish. But we, we're going to uh, end up in a little while, so we won't have to be up here so long. But we uh, this is the first show of our Draining the Swamp. And, want to, and it's, Swamp is the featured guest. And this is Slim Talk from the Slim Nation. And we just wanted to make have him come up here and give his opinions on certain subjects and he did give us some talk some politics today which uh, and a little bit about Norcom so whatever comes up or whatever's in the in the uh, news at the time or just shooting the breeze 
we're going to come up here and talk about, and uh, we're probably going to have one show about our president. Definitely, that probably take a whole <laughs> a whole hour. But we're going to, uh, going forward, probably uh, start on time and, and end in about an hour. Uh, I think that's just about enough time for people to come on and, and watch because after about that much, you start losing your audience. But a lot of times you pick up audience when you replay it because people are not up this time of the day. So I want to thank you, George, for for, for coming on or agreeing to uh, drain the swamp. And again, I want to tell people that might be listening in the end that don't understand the, the play on words we're using with the title. Draining the swamp is something that uh, they talk about when they want to uh, do some things in Washington, D.C. and get people out of there. And swamp happens to be George Taylor's nickname all the way since he, he grew up in Douglas Park. So we just used a play on words, draining the swamp. swamp. So it's just a matter of us picking uh, George Taylor's brain by uh, draining the swamp and, and, and getting his opinions on certain things and everything. And he can be opinionated on some areas. Just just let him loose. So the more we do this, the, the looser he'll get, the more comfortable he'll feel about just expressing himself. And that's what we're looking for. Uh, him to express himself. And plus, when we talk about Portsmouth, we want somebody that lived in Portsmouth, grew up in Portsmouth, but doesn't live here now, but has some opinions or views about what's going on because they still love the city. They just don't live here anymore. So, uh, But they still have a lot to contribute as far as looking at the city from a different angle from another city. And some things he might see that we don't see because we are here. So I want to thank everybody that uh, watched. And uh, George, uh, let's see, Deloitte says some, where did the name, oh, she wants to know, and I thought you told that one time, she wants to know where did the name Swamp come from? I, 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 if I tell everybody, I had to kill them. <laughs> yes. I'm going to keep that on the wrap. You have to kill everybody one by one, everybody that's on this feed right now. So maybe to come out one day, but... Uh, We'll make sure. Just keep on asking, uh, Dolores. I don't know. She already know. She, she waking up trying to start trouble. <laughs> well, you know, that's what we do on our, 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 our page. We have a, a class page of oh, yeah. uh, 1972. And uh, we often get up there and talk about things and, and form our classmates that are not in the city. So we hope a lot of them will watch this as, as we go forward too. But I'm gonna put this on the on on our page for uh, our classmates to watch, and they can see us fumbling around in the beginning, <laughs> trying to get on here. But uh, like I said, things will get better. The the video quality will get better, and uh, the subjects sometimes will come off the top of our head. So and some of them will be planned, and uh, hopefully we'll get to a point where we can go Zoom and bring on other classmates or other people that want to join in on the conversation. But the main thing of draining the swamp is going to be uh, start with uh, with uh, George Taylor's opinion and, and my opinions, and we'll take it from there. And you can agree, disagree. Uh, we'll look for your comments. But uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. One last comment, uh, Swamp? All right. No, I'm good. You good? Appreciate that time. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, and, and thanks for being patient. It's trying to get us on here, uh, but we finally made it. Uh, it's a little difficult, but, but 
as time goes on, we'll just pop right up and make sure everybody knows we're here. And Dolores, thanks for watching. We appreciate you coming on uh, right at the end. <laughs> I guess you just woke up. But uh, next time, uh, set your clock. You know, we start at 8 o'clock. <laughs> but anyway, Josh. Not nine. Not nine. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Josh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody, we'll see you next time. As, as I always say on my radio all show right. and my things, be aware, be informed, and most of all, be involved. Thank you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Take care. All right. Peace out, people. Peace out. All right.